Hey everyone, welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That's right, Colin. And speaking of the end of time, our time window on this show, Mm -hmm. it is... Someone is, you know, the time god is slowly pushing that time window down. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, let, oh, let in too much cold air. I got to save my bu- heating bill there. Uh, and we're still money. talking. They're going, okay, bye. Yep, okay, okay, yeah, but okay, I I'm just, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm just exactly. going to close the door. I'm just going to close this window. And we're like following it and going, hey, wait, take one thing about the episode. All right. So we are doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 2. We're going to start at 3802. And we are going to go, Colin. We are going to go until you see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. logo that wow. marks the end of the official full episode at 4027. We got this and then one more scene. And then we're out of 1931. Let's find out what happens in this scene, which I early on would have made about three scenes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. But here we go. Once the Chronicoms realize Malik had gotten away, they acknowledge that they failed. Hydra will form, and with it, shield. However, the window was closing, and they needed to get back. Obviously, the tech they are using is similar to the one that Zephyr is using. Enoch finds Koenig. He asks where Malik had gone. Koenig tells him that he, qu- he left with them. He still, he still couldn't believe that Malik shot him. Enoch asks him if he, Enoch asks him if he is all right. Koenig responds that, uh, only his faith in humanity was damaged. And Enoch says, well, I don't know how to fix that. Which is a great response. Um, therapy. The radio flares up and Coulson asks Enoch if he had found Malik. He tells him that Malik is unharmed and the timeline has been protected. Um, I think he says the timeline is secure. It's such, I love a, just real quick, I love a time travel uh, conclusion like that. Mm-hmm. Malik has, Freddie, uh, Wilfred Malik has made his delivery and the timeline is secure. You know what it is? I'm it's like, the freeze frame <sighs> with the white text. Yeah, exactly. That's like, Freddie made it out alive. He yeah. went on to form Hydra, a <laughs> shitty you know place that's going to kill a lot of people, right? It's like, right. You know, it's supposed to be inspirational, but really at the end you're like, wait a minute, actually, do we want that white text? It's <laughs> uh, <that's> weird. <laughs> Hydra, a horrible organization, but that also provided free education and college for... Oh, no, don't make me conflicted about... The Onion post that's like, <laughs> the worst person you know just said something right. <laughs> Hydra, which is against capitalism and... Oh, oh god damn oh, it, crap. yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so... Um, Coulson tells him to get to the Zephyr, that time is running out. Enoch hesitated, but hesitates, but Koenig tells him to go. And it's very interesting and telling that he hesitates while checking on Koenig because that hesitation, well, we'll get to it in just a second. Coulson and the team arrive at the Zephyr with Simmons telling them to hurry. Only Enoch is missing. As the timer counts down, Simmons tells Mackenzie that they need to close the hatch or the Zephyr will be ripped apart, which is something she has not mentioned until now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> As it closes, that's the convenience of time yeah, travel. Exactly. Shit. Hey, we got to close this. Yeah, I mean, I know, but like, no, no, no. The ship will be ripped apart. Oh, I okay. 
Um, because we have to be airtight for some reason. Right, exactly. Uh, as it closes, we see Enoch sprinting towards them. Very sort of Tom Cruise slash Terminator sort of like arm sort of. It's the know, chopping. It's yeah, the choppy exactly. hand. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they told him to hurry, but he arrives just in time to see the Zephyr vanish. It was one of those things. It was sort of like that uh, that Austin Powers thing that we always quote, where it's like, "No!" Like he is so much further away than it feels like he is, given how fast he's running. Absolutely, he's like, I'm going. I'm. You're like, you didn't even get close, man. You didn't even get <laughs> near it. <laughs> so, um, he ponders this for a moment and then walks away. There is something so funny about that. Yeah, I love the way. Like it's I I can't tell if it's like I don't know how to describe this. Like I can't tell if he's like actually like sad that he didn't make it, if he's disappointed, or if he's just like, hmm, that is not ideal. And then just like I can't tell if he's phased by it or not. Right. Because because he is kind of mechanical, he yeah. does just stand there and sort of as like Okay, I'm computing a new route. It's like when you miss your turn in a GPS. Right. And it's like rerouting. And then he goes, okay. And he just turns around and just starts casually walking away, which yeah. is hilarious to me. Like the way when, he just stands there and goes, hmm, really gets me. In in like the Sims where it's like, all right, go go over to the pool. And they get near the pool and then you take the pool away and they, there's like, all right. And they turn back around and walk elsewhere. It's like- right. Well, the pool yeah, being removed, exactly, I guess, yeah. counts as me having gone to the pool. I guess let's go. <laughs> Correct. Okay, I'll set a new task, I suppose. <laughs> and I also wanted to mention that earlier you said, uh, you know, like, I don't know how to fix that. And you're like, I guess go to therapy. You think a straight white man from 1931 would go to therapy? He could be the first. Bold. Bold he could be the first, jet. yeah. You know, bartender. Sorry, one moment. I do need to fix that line. Bold assumption, James. What did you say? I called you my cousin. Great. Ah, so, okay. well, I'll take yeah. that as a compliment. I mean, hey, the the J in his name does stand for James. Well, there you go. So you basically, so. you call him my name. Call me by his name. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> I have two discussion questions for you. Okay. The Chronicoms are subject to the same whims of time as the agents are, it seems. So like, because they're like, we got to go, the time window's closing. Not... You know, uh, Methuselah back at headquarters says, you know, he's going to close the time window. It's, we got to go. The time window's closing. I said, do they have to see where they've ended up and then devise how to mess the shield up? Or was there a contingency of where they go programmed into the thing that makes time travel? Because it's not like they're like, I know, we'll go to the next time. Because this will be a good time. Is it like, we? I see that we're in... Give me a newspaper. Am, uh, here we I'm go. I'm assuming that their that their side of it is predetermined because I think it's yeah. more of that the Zephyr is kind of simultaneously hopping and following them. Well, that's what they said. They're, the they're like surfing the time wave right. that the whatever. But the the Chronicoms. <laughs> so you think probably it's like all right, thirty one is bullet point one. Failing mm -hmm. that, bullet point two is insert next Contingency time we show plans, up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. And okay, I think it's a matter of like. Again, like, I think someone else is, I think, kind of determining it for them. Yeah. I think they probably made the plan. And they said, okay, kind of the way we make our scenes, mm. they have a Google spreadsheet yeah. that just says from 2.13.31 at 11.59 p.m. Yeah. All the way through midday 
214.31. Yeah. Uh, like at this exact time and second, these are the only moments that you could possibly change time. Right. Anything past that, a waste of time. Just get in the vehicle. I'm going to pull you right. somewhere else. I also want to know, though, and this might be your next question. So, you know, if it is, I forgive I you. almost guarantee it's not. <laughs> okay. My question is, is, you know, so we know where the Zephyr is, right? Because right. we can see it. But the thing is, is like we've seen them mostly driving in cop cars. So they're like, we need to go. They have like a minute to get to their whatever. Right. Where are they keeping this thing? Right. How do they get to it in a minute? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like what, how does that part of it work? Or also, is it just that they need to be in a place that isn't being seen by, is it like we yeah. need to be in a, in a, in, a, in like a, uh, a space that is like free of onlookers right. so I that when that. we go, yeah. cause also like, could, are, could they be ripped apart by the time wave? Right. Like or is maybe their if they body shut their eyes that? and they shut their mouth and they shut their nostrils and every, all the orifices are closed, then they won't be. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to cut this, but do chronicoms have, you know, back ends? Like spines? Do they, do they have to clench? No. I'm talking like buttholes. Oh. Because you're talking about, you know, you have to close all your orifices. Yeah. Do you have to like really clench your cheeks in order to go? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going oh. through time by the seat of your pants? Ooh, well, that I guess. I guess that, you know, ass over tea kettle? Is that the thing? There's a there's a weird, weird way to say head not over tea heels. Kettles are chronicoms, but okay. Right. Oh, well, you know, I, 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 that's that's what Enoch would say. Here we I go. don't see. I am. Not I don't a see sentience. Um. <laughs> so the I guess the other thing is like I think they had more time because they le- remember they left, and then every you know all the agents were like, wait, wait, they're gone. I think they're gone, and then they got in the car and then they drove to. So they had probably ten minutes. But something. I thought they said they only had three and a half minutes. I think they said they only had three, three and a half minutes, like, en route to the... I don't know. I'm not sure. Or is it, but, in three and a half minutes, we need to be back on the Zephyr? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm Who not knows? sure. Time, Anyways. You know what, James? Yeah. Time is weird. Time is weird, and uh, time will tell, and time after time. Um, What's one more? Uh, time... Time goes by so slowly. I think that's a song. Um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Hold on, I, got, I think it's. I feel like it's a, like a, a Lady Gaga song or something. Time or Britney Spears. Oh, it's Madonna. So I was right, but I was a decade off because I'm talking to you. Hey, by ten. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, it's geez. hung up by Madonna. Um, okay, so my second question is this: This is more of kind of a role playing situation. You're a naughty chronicom. No, I'm joking. Um, you have just been left in 1931. Okay. What are the first five steps you take to establish yourself establish yourself in 1931 New York City? I guess towards the city. Nope. Yep. <laughs> cute. Very, very cute. All right. Thank you. Number one. What's the first thing you do? Okay. One moment. Uh, since we are doing role play, give me one second. I have to... Wait, so wait, 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 mm-hmm. is it two, it's 2d6 for Monster of the Week, right? Yeah. All right, here's what, I just added, I just added uh, something to the, to the, to the game. Okay. Because screw it. All right, you tell me a step and I'll tell you how well that goes and we'll see how you end up in 1931. Okay, well, hang on, do I have any kind of stats that I get to use? 
Um, like, do I get a plus one to anything in particular? You can have a plus one to either uh, believability as a human, um, knowledge of location, or uh, tr- uh, money. You have money. Well, I don't have money now, so mm. I don't think that, that would make sense for 1931. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't really, I'm very directionally challenged, so I think I'm going to go for my charisma base. All right, cool. Great. Um, I'm going to do kind of like a bard base. Okay. Um, so first things first is I am going to meet up with Koenig. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say, hey, I hear you have a vacancy in your uh, establishment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and get Freddie's job. Okay, well, let's, like, that's not, that's step one. Mm-hmm. Let's skip that step for reasons that will 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 soon be clear in sure. a, uh, maybe a subsequent episode. That's true. Step That's two. True. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I'm I'm assuming that in this oh, case I'm taking over f- as sure. Enoch, but also I'm not a chronic. Yeah, you com, you you, you so go get I'll, shot, um, Koenig and go back to the bar and be like, as a matter of fact, um, can't help but notice that your that your 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 bartender just left to start an evil secret organization. So I'm right. guessing you have an opening, or I can promise you that there's no way I could be worse than that. So <laughs> you know, uh, okay. So there's that. Uh, okay. Then assuming that I've landed a job and potentially have a place to live because of this, okay, uh, I have got to get some clothes. Like, okay, I cannot be in just one suit that I got from Gemma Simmons you know, yesterday. Right. I can't be wearing the same suit and same like underwear and everything every day for the rest of my life. That's nasty. Which weirdly brings um, us back to do chronicoms have buttholes? <laughs> True. But I mean, I, I'm not a chronicom, right? Well, Is, I don't know. Or, I'm not, you, uh, time will tell. We still have to do do the test. That's a Blade sure. Runner reference, but I haven't seen the movie. Um, so that's as close so as I can. So I guess I'm not making a lot of money. So okay. can we roll for how how many clothes I can get or how like good of clothes I can get. Do you want to roll or do you want me to roll? I mean, I can roll. I've got two dice. All right. You go ahead and roll. I'm going to move my keyboard a little bit just so I have a little more space. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That is a nine. Okay. So you can get nine, nine separate articles of clothing, socks included. Like socks, sock one, sock two is two. What? Okay, but now hang on. Those those <laughs> All right, fine, typically fine, come fine, in fine, pairs. Fine, fine. fine so fine, that fine. should be one one item. All right. Okay. I get. I, I'm assuming I already have a belt, so I don't need to get a new belt. Okay, fair. Yeah, you can um, reuse the belt. Sure. So I'm gonna reuse the belt. I'm gonna reuse the shoes that I came in with. Sure. No one's looking so at those. Yeah, yeah. I don't need those. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do one more suit. So a jacket mm-hmm. and pants. I'm gonna do another pair of underwear, undershirts. That's four. Yeah. Another shirt that's five. Yeah. Um, perhaps one more tie. So yeah. that's six. Then I get three more. So I think at that point it's just another pair of of undies, you know, mm-hmm. like top top and bottom, uh, and then an extra pair of socks. Okay. Um, I was do you want to buy a hat? Well, I'm assuming again, kind of like I already have a hat from. Okay. I, I'm, I'm assuming this is one of the situations where, like, the hat and like shoes and belt are like something that you find stuff that goes with those things that sure. you can wear every time. Like, but, like you know, jean. You, like, if you get a hat made out of jeans and your shoes are made out of jeans, and also your belt is made out of jeans, a, jeans goes yeah, with denim. Yeah, yeah, denim. Denim goes with everything. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like, it, it is exactly that. Like, this is this is the, that's the equivalent of like modern day jeans, yeah, right? Like, exactly. I could wear. 12 different 
shirts with the same yeah. pair of jeans and you would probably never know. You'd be like, okay, he just has a bunch of jeans. No, I like four pairs. That's it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Two, two black, two blue. And that's I just right. put them on, I put them on, uh, on repeat, rinse and repeat. Yep. Um, and that's, I think, and I think that would last me until like one of them kind of gets worn down and like I can. Sure. But, but then you'll have paycheck. made some money and you can, right. I'll, exactly. I'll have an, ex- an establishment. Right. Uh, next. Plus you'll have um, a lot more time to figure out what people are wearing. You know what right. I mean? Uh, like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, step three. Yeah. Uh, I am definitely going to, even though I don't understand anything about technology really. I mean, I do. Right. But I don't know enough that I could really design or make technology. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to try to find some sort of like tech facility and maybe try to start being like, okay, maybe I can kind of guess my way. Like if I can at least be like, hey, I have this vision for something. You tell me yeah. how we can get there and kind of manipulate my way into being like helping someone create some items because I no longer have an iPhone and it's like, dog, I need to be able to play games. Yeah. Like, As a matter let of fact, me get a Game Boy today. The new Roxxon facility opened up in uh, minutes from your house. So okay, perfect. So I want to see if I can convince a scientist to make me like a Game Boy or something. <laughs> Hello, um, I've ha- I have the latest Irox uh, because Irox. Mm-hmm. Uh, my latest oil phone. That's basically <laughs> what that is. Exactly. Um, okay, here we go. That is. Uh, well, that's not not terrible. That's an eight. Okay. It's just barely under. So you um you have to start as a janitor. You get hired. You mm. you get you meet someone, you're like, this guy's perfect. His name is uh Johnny Gimboy, and you're like, that's amazing. Are you serious? And and but you have to start as a janitor and sort of build up that cred for for a little bit longer than you would have liked. See, this is this is gonna work out well for me because now I'm working two jobs. Yeah. Uh, which will cover my time for not having podcasts and stuff to do and also exactly. not having any like fun stuff to do. So I'm like, okay, guess I'll Plus do that. Plus you'll be able to buy like a neighborhood. Yeah. God, <laughs> after, I mean, honestly, if I can remember anything about stocks and like future companies, I can make some buck. You know what I mean? All right. So, so okay. then my next step is, uh, you know, the thing is, is I have not been having a very good time in the dating world in 2020s. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think that, like, considering uh, I know how to actually be respectful to women oh, okay. uh, versus the ni- men of 1931, I think that I actually could potentially do pretty well in the dating pool. Because when they're like, oh, but obviously you'll want me to do like this, this and that. I'll be like, no, it's, I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Now, be like, wait, I'm sorry. What? You mean I have free agency here? I'm like, yeah. And they'll be like, holy shit. You got to be careful with that, the- Colin. Because here's the thing, the bar is so low. So at this point, surely there's a way for me to be above it. I mean, my thing is like, for example, if it's like, if this is something that you truly want to do, I'm not going to stop you. But like anything that is a gender norm, or it's like, for example, hypothetically, let's say it progresses to the point where we're married, we have a child, and it's like, oh, the baby's diaper needs to be changed. I guess I'll go do that. It's like, I mean, I can take care of it. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, but you don't expect me to do it? It's like- it's a you know we're a team right you know like it yeah. should be a this should be a 50 fit like you know well not 50 50 it should both be 100 percent, you know but you get what i'm saying yeah it's like we're both putting in an equal effort right like you know i should be just as involved with the raising of the child it's like wait a minute i can take a night off like i can go hang out with friends yeah i can watch the kid it's not like 
it's not babysitting. It's literally watching my kid, you know? Absolutely. Okay. And so that and was fine, three things or four yeah, things. No, this is your final, the final step in your integration into 1931 New York City. I'm going to do my best to remember as much about history as I can from now on. And I'm going to start hedging bets and not necessarily oh, monetarily, yeah. right. but I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can, I mean, Hey, I know that I'm now doing what the Chronicoms did, but I think I'm going to maybe be like, Hey, JFK, have you considered not being in a convertible? Have you, have you seen what the Pope drives in? Let's try that. You know, like, what if we just did that? And John is like, yeah, I'm a Catholic. I know exactly what the Pope drives in. <laughs> uh, if I just go, hey, Nixon, what if you didn't do a scandal? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nixon, have you thought about not doing a scandal? Uh, yeah, it's like, hey, have we considered just going to these other countries and just trying to be friends instead of like just going in with guns? What if you went to China and were like super diplomatic? Because let me tell you, you're going to get there eventually. So why not just jump to it now? Why? Thoughts? Yeah. Why not just try now? <laughs> uh, hey, how about instead of a cold war? How about we just like be chill? We have a nice cold one with each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will be like, Gorbachev, why don't we tear down this wall and all share a Coke that has everyone's names on it? Exactly. Because that was, you know, I think that that was a thing that may have actually brought the world together. It probably actually didn't. Uh, I actually don't think I ever, you know, those things that I was like, share a Coke with. Sure. I don't think I ever actually shared any of those Cokes with anyone. Did you, but Did you ever get someone that, that you knew a, yeah. a Coke with their name on it because you saw it? Yeah. Oh, then uh, you did your part. I think so. Yeah. You did your part. I think I think once or twice I like sent a picture, be like, hey, that's you. You know? Listen, that counts. Plus okay. you saved their teeth a little bit. Yeah. Oh, so true. Um So you're really the hero in this, really, if you think about it. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think that uh my actually, you know what? If if that last thing, by the way, real quick, is too much of bending the rules because like that is not doing what the like what we yeah. obviously were there to do, which is maintain the timeline. Uh, I'm just going to see if I can get a job at Dr. Pepper. I'm going to be like, hey, I know we can be the biggest soda. So like, like bring me in. Let me hey, be, I'm going to be the first influencer. You know what I mean? You, hey, do this. Do this for me. Ready? Okay. I want you to roll 2d6. I'm going to roll 2d6 and we'll see how many uh, uh, historical events you, you, you end up being able to change. Okay. Now. Here's the question. Do I want to actually roll or do I want to jokingly say, ha I got a two and a three because 23 flavors. No, that's uh-huh. a five. That's shitty. So let's, let's find out. All right, here we go. Here we go. Don't fail me now. Stop spinning. Oh my God, James. I got a freaking 11. Colin. Mm-hmm. I got a freaking 11. You do nothing, sir. You what? lose, well, sir. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Would this be charisma based? Would I get a plus one? <laughs> you get one. Everybody gets okay. one. You are the Spider-Man hmm. of your world. I change. I ch- well, no, you know what? I I can't do that. I'm not going to say it out loud because I think that if I say what I change, then any other moment, everyone's going to go, okay, so you didn't choose this one. How come you didn't choose this? You know, how come you didn't choose that? Like, you know, I don't want to have to like tell someone it's that thing, like, imagine it's the trolley situation, like the trolley right, scenario, right. but then afterwards you have to go talk to the family members of people afterwards to tell them why you chose that answer. You know what I mean? 
Like yeah. that would suck. So like that's why I'm not gonna say it. What, right, which right, let, me, let me give you an option. Let me give you options. You can either make it so that the word through is never spelled T H R U. Or okay. um the gif is 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 re-identified as something that is far less ambiguously pronounced. No, you know what? I know what I'm gonna do, James. I choose neither, and I get a job at Webster's Dictionary, and I change the definition of I in squashed media that beef. Res. I squashed that beef. I told I my dad did. about how I squashed that no, beef you know today. What? You know what? I, I'm taking that. I'm gonna make it canon to the real world. I am changing in media res permanently. That was me smacking my my fist on my hand because I don't want to hit my desk because I'm afraid I'm going to knock shit over. Colin hitting his shoe against the desk at the UN of Webster's Dictionary. I'm <sighs> like, this will change the world. They're like, for, for who? And you're like, for two podcasts. You're starting in the middle of the of the dictionary and just changing one thing? That's right. Hey, that's the old shit. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, excellent job. You've integrated just as well into New York as anyone else was able to. Thank you. Which is to say 60, 65%. I think my final note, though, right, about the whole changing in media res, it'd be great because you know that I would be giving an impassionate speech and someone would get on the phone. uh, Like, I'd be doing this at the UN and someone would go, hey, Andrew, it's (laughs) me, your cousin, Barry Webster. You know that new (laughs) definition you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. And I'm never going to stop making these references. <laughs> All right, everyone. This definition is in a blues. Uh, it, it's a, a, what does he say? This is a, a blues in C. Uh, f- this is a, a blues definition in C. Follow me for the changes and uh, try and keep up. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, you hate this new definition, but your grandkids are going to love it when they listen to the Adventure Zone and also get things. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to take you to Christmas of 1931 for my for my radio, my penultimate radio of 1931 uh, segment, Colin. I love Christmas, so hit me. I do. Oh, wait. Oh. Write it down. The system works. Okay. Uh, so this is also the last officially dated uh, 1931 radio history because the last Whoa. one is undated. So here we go. Okay. The me- on Christmas, <laughs> December 25th, 1931. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I said like me in high school. I, yeah, right. Yeah, same. <laughs> the Metropolitan Opera begins broadcasting its regular Saturday afternoon performances on the NBC Blue Network. So uh, the first network performance was heard on Friday, December 25th, 1931, a performance of Engelbert Humperdinck's Hansel and Gretel. The series was created as the Met, financially endangered in the early years of the Great Depression, sought to enlarge its audience and support through national exposure on network radio. In the first broadcast season, only Hansel und Gretel and Das Rheingold, uh, which broadcast on February 26th, 1932, which is almost exactly when we are recording this uh, 90 years later, but um, were presented in their entirety. Most operas were only heard partially 
From the start of 1933-34 season, complete opera broadcasts became the norm. Since 1931, most broadcasts have been of Saturday matinee performances, with only a handful of exceptions, such as the opening night of The New Met, which featured a broadcast of Samuel Barber's Antony and Cleopatra on Friday, September 16th, 1966. So, Christmas 1931, the present that the Metropolitan Opera gave was, here's national broadcasts, and in return they asked for more money, please. And uh, they're still around today, so I guess they got it. Good job. It's not always about the money, Spider-Man. Sometimes it's about the Met. That's a great joke. That's <laughs> that a great a joke. That is a very good joke. That is a very good joke. Um, God, that's, I'm so proud of that one. Okay. That was. Hey, I want you to be proud of that one. I want Thank you to be you. very proud. Be a little more proud, actually. Just bring, okay. it, bring it up. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Very good. Very good. Go. A little harder. A little harder. Oh, hang on. Okay. Um, oh, 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 God. Um a little less, sir. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, Colin, that is going to do it for the radio of 1931. Um, do you want to take us out on some social meds? I do want to do that. So, let's talk to you about where you can find us, shall we? Uh, if you want to find this podcast, you can find us on Twitter at TimelineScav. If you want to find the network that we're a part of, you can find us at ScavengersNet. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. And if you want to find James, you can find James at Unabashed James. Uh, but James, where can people find our good friend Nick Bermald? You can find Nick Bermald on Twitter at N-B-R-A-M-A-L-D or at nickbermald.co.uk. Nope, at nickbermaldcomposer.co.uk. I got the Twitter handle right without looking, but not the website. <laughs> uh, we've only said it uh, 80 sometimes at this point if we um, if we did the the website as obnoxiously as we do the Twitter handle I would probably know it better <laughs> and by we I mean me yeah yeah oh, for sure uh, because I'm not obnoxious okay didn't think that was gonna be the reaction okay but thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of timeline scavengers I cannot wait to see you next time for the final bit of 1931 so that we can finally head into a new year. Uh, and with that, as always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.